You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. This episode is made possible by Oklahoma Medicine. We really enjoyed the lavender and eucalyptus topical one-to-one salves, and they are such a staple product for us. I literally use their salve for everything, like my lower back, bug bites, shoulder pain, rashes, and so many other things. My favorite use for the salve is for my feet on a really long workday. And having my massage therapist rub it into my sore shoulders. That sounds so bomb, Zob. If you guys haven't tried their salve, we highly recommend it. There's more than one use for it. And the tub literally lasts forever. Retweet. Now, let's get back to the episode. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with a dear friend, Wesley Holloway. Wes and I met in college and may or may not have partied a lot together, which is definitely a blast from the past. But anyways, we are here now, both in the cannabis industry, and who would have thought that would have been happening right now? But guys, please welcome Mr. Holloway to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey, Wes. Hi, what's up, I always feel like when people, when we introduce people, there should be like an audience clapping in the background. So when to like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. In the meantime, we could just clap. Wes, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to come hang out with us. So, let's just dive right in. Tell us where your cannabis journey began. Oh boy, sorry, mom. Um, probably like (laughs) I was 15, walking around Coil Creek Golf Course with Joe Bud. (laughs) 15 is where probably, uh, I would say first began, but professionally. What we were talking about earlier, 2018, uh, I started growing hemp with a kid that I coach, Ori Walker, his mom, Tina Walker, who's been really a cornerstone in the uh, hemp industry. I started growing hemp with her at the time for CBD. Um, we've since switched our focus over to industrial hemp, but that was really my first introduction to Okay, so besides plant. besides like smoking is besides what you're saying, smoking, like back absolutely. in the day. Absolutely. Okay, so that was your first like legitimate. First, yes, my first real cannabis was with Joseph. But yeah, okay. Professionally, it was on the hemp side of it, not the THC side of the industry. Um, which is a cool which is a cool way to come in. It's different than most people come in, I feel like. Absolutely. You learn. I it's like, like the back you have, door. You have like more under your belt in a sense because you kind of have to go you know, yeah. You learn back. a different side of the plant because yeah. the yeah. side of the plant is, I mean, it's not geared around getting high if you really study the plant. But yeah. That's an aspect that is commonly talked about. Hemp, that aspect isn't there, right? Right. So you're looking at CBD, you're not getting any kind of psychoactive effects. What's this product doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and that leads to more research. We uh, sold to a, or sold with a direct to physician CBD line. Cool. Got a lot of anecdotal research, feedback from the patients, from yeah. the doctors. You know, it's, at some point, it's just you stop denying the facts that are right there in front right, of you. Right, absolutely. No yeah. matter what anyone's telling you, because this 80-year-old lady is now walking around without her walker because she started, you know, CBD lotion, CBD yeah. capsules, tinctures, whatever it was. So it allowed me to truly study the cannabis plant without the big bear in the room of, yeah. oh, this is getting people high. So that was kind it of- It was an organic way. It sounds like very natural how you got to learn about it, like experiences and with people and their stories. No doubt. Yeah. I feel like it also gives you a different perspective and appreciation for the plant. 
than what most people know it as. Absolutely. Because hemp can do so much and it's, I feel like it's tapped, but it's also so untapped as to how much it can really do in regards to the education that people have on it. Absolutely. And so with that, I feel like there's so much growth, which is cool. It's cool. Very true. Mm -hmm. So to flip the script just a little bit to go back talking about using cannabis and like how we like to use it just to learn a little bit more about you and your style. What is your go-to way to consume cannabis, Wesley? My go-to way, it's got to be the old school joint. Okay. Yes. Nice and easy. Sometimes if I feel like Smoke and I don't want to uh, yeah. load up a bowl. Yeah. I yeah. want to sit on my couch and smoke a joint. Are so. you a good joint roller? No. Me <laughs> so what do you do? Okay, me either. So what do you do? Well, you know, those raw cones, you just got the ones. Uh, yeah. Stuff. No, I'm kidding. We, right. um, that should be me. All right. Well, classes <laughs> and session after this. There we go. Educate me. Um, man, we got the Trees Premium Cannabis, so. Yeah, yeah that's gotta true. got to support the brand. Uh, yes, what a great absolutely. transition to say absolutely. that, Wesley. Got to plug them in. <laughs> so do you have any sort of like regimen that you do like on your own like whenever you use cannabis like do you wake up with it or do you just kind of do it throughout your day or just at the end of your day type thing it's more so an end of a day okay for me yeah and that's just you know my personal i guess reaction Mm -hmm. to smoking it's definitely a positive reaction but it is for me more it's my downer side Mm -hmm. i'm an indica guy not so much a sativa guy okay Um, so i definitely use it on the back end of the day yeah nice that's how i i feel like i started doing it like just that way only yeah and then i just i ended up like learning how it helped (laughs) made me feel like Like during the day mm -hmm. yeah but i'm also very cautious when i do smoke during the day because i don't do it often anymore and so when i do i'm like all right whoa gotta like right but there's days where i just i'm only smoking at the end of my day yeah and it's the best part Mm -hmm. it's like something to look forward to yeah active dose dildo or the act yeah the active dose I love, I actually love, I don't personally partake because mm-hmm. it's the end of the day thing, but the active dose is real. I know people that have, you know, cut out pharmaceutical drugs yeah. from their life. Oh, they absolutely. wake up and the THC's, you know, in their coffee, they yeah. eat mm-hmm. lunch and the THC's in their capsule and they go to bed and now they're not on, you know, whatever, sleep medication. It's amazing. It's cool. Anxiety medication, whatever it is. Pharmaceuticals have an adverse reaction, you know, yeah. to the human body. Their chemicals are not natural. Something campuses. foreign being put yeah. in your body. So I'm a big advocate personally for active dose. Yeah, absolutely. Edibles, you know, smoke, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's cool because a lot of the people that are going through transitions are like friends or people close to home. So it's like, it's really cool to see people get off pharmaceuticals and be a part of that journey or transition with them, even if you're just watching it. No doubt. Because it's cool to see them like wean off, you know? And there's a, a very thriving aspect of oh, watching someone. Oh, 100%. Come off. Yeah. And I'm not even, I mean, pharmaceuticals have their place, yes. whatever. And they're, but, but I don't know. I won't, I won't go deep. On yeah. The no, you're good. Hey, I would, I would ride that wave with you so yeah, hard. Know, this would know. turn into a different podcast episode I know. I know. down the red pill rabbit hole. <laughs> Just kidding. The active dose. I've seen it personally uh, help people win yeah. themselves yeah. off things that weren't necessarily good for them. So that's really cool. Love to hear it. Bless you. Whoppies. <laughs> um, so what do you enjoy the most when you smoke? Oof. Here recently I've been, a shark for this terpene profile. Yeah. Back in the day, I'm yeah. saying back in the day, back in college, I was one of the, I'm smoking to get high. Yes, now, for sure. God bless Ahmad Jones, one of my business partners <laughs> best friends. Ahmad. He has talked the sense into me and the terpene profile makes a difference for sure. Aww, it makes all cool. the difference. So I'm looking out for, you know, I'm when I'm vetting weed. What terps I'm, are you looking for? Me? 
Do you know? The What's, most common, the mirror scene. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure on that side. And that is because it's the most common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it spikes high in a lot of these strains in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. So I, I look for the percentage. Yeah. yeah. There you go. High terpene percentage for sure. Love yeah. That. So does your family know that you consume cannabis or that you are heavily in, well, obviously they have to know you're heavily in the cannabis industry, but are they cool with it? Yeah, for sure. My dad actually, uh, he's got a partnership and a dispensary. So cool. he's in the game as well. We actually bought into a second dispensary location with him. So cool. Very cool. Got to partner with my dad on the business. Venture. Keeping it in the family. Absolutely. That's dope. My mother, who's not a THC advocate, you know, whenever we drop the Ojai. Yeah. I saw her on Facebook. She said, I guess I'm going to have to give it a try. So. <laughs> Don't you love that? Yeah. It's a like, little spark of joy where you're like, yes, mom, you're it coming is. around. It's the acceptance. Yeah. Yes. In a time period where people demonize cannabis. Yes. But they didn't demonize the rose plant down the road. I mean, this yeah. is a plant that has healing benefits that have been blatantly ignored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she came from that generation that was yeah. blatantly ignored, mm-hmm. miseducated, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Yes. How, old are your, how old are your parents? 65. Okay. So, so my mom's, kind of around my, my mom's age, yeah. In between a few years, my parents' age, too. Yeah. yeah I think that's just... Their generation. Mm-hmm. That's all they know is it, it. it's just the word high that's associated with it, and that's all that... Oh, people get high and they like do crazy things. But, but it's because just like how a they used it good. too. Yeah, it was right. it was either like, you know, if I knew mm-hmm. my mom consumed, it was you know during yeah. her party day, whatever mm-hmm. type thing. Like mm-hmm. it, now we know so much about it that yeah. we're able to like spread the love and the education behind it, where it blows mm-hmm. people's minds. And, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's more than just sitting around getting high. Yeah, oh, yeah. and that's what. You know, their generation was fed. This is sitting around getting high. You're lazy. Right. Not productive. And we're here to say that we are debunking that myth. We sure are. Yes, we're active. So I know you played sports growing up. Did you ever use cannabis in those days to ease pain? Yes. Yeah. One million percent. And so the entire roster yes <laughs> not just you no, no i can i can Even we the love GPA to hear it. boosters on the team for sure yeah we played football at uco and drug testing was a thing there was definitely a subset of people on the team that did not smoke everyone knew who they were yeah, yeah. everyone sure did <laughs> you know, there was a recreational feel guys hanging out socializing mm-hmm. building relationships cannabis was good for that yeah Coors, Coors light was good for that yeah <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. For pain easement and a medicinal use, mm-hmm. yeah. 100%. And it's cool that you realized that back then, because that's when I was like just a recreational user. But you like, had to be so sneaky about yeah. it. Yeah. No doubt. You and know? it's cool that you realized the medical slapped. benefits back then, too. It's hard to ignore. I mean, the back pain, the headache. Yeah. The pain. I mean, there's times where pain pills don't do a damn thing for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I go smoke a joint and I can go to sleep. Yeah, you know? right. And being like an athlete and going yeah. through those hard ass practices and stuff like, shit, I don't know what I would do without no. anything, you no. know, Seriously, it was primarily, I mean, at least for a lot of the guys that I was with myself personally, it was to go to sleep. Yeah. Like, yeah. Man, I'm sore from workouts. Yeah. Oh, I, got I have to get up practice. and do it tomorrow morning again. Right. So <laughs> I got to hit this hay uh, and that thing would knock yeah. me out. So, but yeah, absolutely. Off season, especially. <laughs> yes, heck yeah, yeah, season. yeah season. It's a little Coors Light with it too. There you go, there you go. Um, so Wes, tell us what got you interested in the cannabis industry to begin with and tell us a little bit about what all your hands are into right now. If I'm being completely honest, what got me into it was, I mean, they legalized it here in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I looked at it, I mean, so did my partner's best friends as the gold rush. Yeah. You know, they just mm-hmm. opened it up. 
it was an avenue where everyone was new. Mm-hmm. It felt like no one really had a head start. Um, mm-hmm. I think Oklahoma did do a good job in opening up and saying, if you got 2500 bucks and you want to give it a go, go give it a go. So Yeah, that's how you learn. That is, for sure. So we got in definitely just to go make our name for ourselves. Definitely wanted to make some money. And from that, it's turned in to so much more. I mean, the experiences you have, the people you meet. There's people that I've met in this industry that I never in a million years. Right. Yeah. You know, I've never would have met, never would have crossed paths with them. Yeah, if I, I did that. cross paths That's with so them, true. I wouldn't stop and say hi. Yeah. Now I'm not that way. That's so, so true. Oh. I love that you said that because that's so real. And it's I say a that good to people. Reminder. Yeah, at the dispensary all the time. I'm like, I would have probably never crossed paths with you had like I not been in this industry because like we're well, just. Why would I? Yeah. Why would yeah. I? Why yeah. would I? Different people who didn't share a common interest, except now cannabis mm-hmm. is that interest, and come to find out it goes so much deeper because we actually do have a lot in common. It was just the surface that we didn't have in common. That's it. Which is crazy. Everything was surface. I won't say everything was surface level, but a lot of relationships Mm -hmm. I had were surface level. When you're doing business someone, you got to get to know them. Some of these transactions are large. You really got to get to know them. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, there's people, again, that I would have never cultivated a relationship with had it not been for this cannabis industry and really had it not been for the cannabis industry being as open as it is. There's mm-hmm. people from Michigan that I consider friends, California, I consider yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for cannabis, you know, so we really would have never crossed paths. But, Man, one time yeah. for Oklahoma. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. You know? Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> so so that's, been, that's been the biggest blessing for yeah. me personally, honestly, is being able to cultivate relationships. So what do you do? Like, what's your job? Me? Oof. Many hats. Some days I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm an accountant. Some days business development. Yeah. Some days taking out the trash. We're a small group, so I'll kind of give you my little structure of our company. So we have a holdings company at the top, four subsidiaries underneath. Um, we consider ourselves a full package, less the grow, but we do have great grow partners as well. Um, but we have a distri- or distribution company, transportation company, two ethanol extraction labs, and here recently a co-packing manufacturing entity set it up that way i mean essentially so we could go recruit national brands to the oklahoma market okay, via licensing wow. deals to where they could enter the market with ease um yeah sourcing, helping them transition absolutely yeah. sourcing thc is impossible for them because they don't know the landscape they don't mm-hmm. know where the grows are they don't know where the processors are mm-hmm. i do so i can pick up the phone right. and call them okay the next question is well who's going to sell my product we have the distribution as well so it just made it mm-hmm. easy. You know, transportation was a big headache in a lot of other markets. We went yeah. and got that license as mm-hmm. well. We just wanted to be as comprehensive as we, you know, possibly could be to go recruit those national brands. And when I started picking up the phone to call them, I was just absolutely shit shocked, A, that they answered, and B, they, they wanted to know what's up. Yeah, you know, which they, is cool. They want to know what the hell's going on. Yeah, in of course they do. They're like Oklahoma, where the wind comes, sleeping down the plane. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That's wild. I mean, yeah, I mean, any, I won't say any. Everyone answered the phone, but a lot of these national brands literally answered the phone. Could not wait to have a conversation. Could not wait to get on a plane to come see if it was wow, real. That's and they came to little cool. Oklahoma and said, "Yeah, we got to get here." Okay, so I want to take a second to talk about what we've been smoking throughout these last couple of episodes. 
brand, this joint's for you. Okay, we've been smoking on the 12-pack Joylo mini joints. This 0.25-gram joint, it's the perfect mid-episode pick-me-up, I think. I agree, Brand. They also provide us with a nice, quick, and convenient way to smoke on the go, too. We've been enjoying the Broken Cookies and GG4. Yes, we have. Now, as we pass this joint back to you guys, let's get back to the episode. You know, there are people who I feel like knock bringing out of state brands into, you know, your, your home state local market and like Saba and I understand both sides of it, but like, I understand it's business is business. How, what would you like, what do you think about that? that? Yeah. For someone who like your job is bringing in out of state brands and you know, that revenue and introducing good Mm -hmm. products to people and with that out, you know, not just being local, Mm -hmm. like I would use that if my competitor is listening, use it as the roadmap to your next play. Um, my personal opinion, this is where the cannabis market is going. I do believe that it's going to be federally legal yes. in our lifetime decently soon. And it's consumer branded products with products that actually, you know, work. They're mm-hmm. efficacious. They're mm-hmm. not bullshit. These other markets, they're there already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not. And that's okay. Right mm-hmm. now, I yeah. would say for the people that knock out-of-state brands, Make your run right now and make your next move and prove your product because this is what the consumer is leaning towards. Mm-hmm. Right. They're yeah. leaning towards terpene specific products because it has a specific effect for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I showed you guys that Nevada brand, that's they don't say hybrid indica sativa. Mm-hmm. It's mind body. You know, it's mm-hmm. a better, it's a more personal feel, more intimate feel. I feel like cannabis market nationally, that's what it's gonna be. Yeah. We wanna be I see there, that. We wanna be there first in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um you're always going to be local to yeah. your, you know, where you're born and bred from. Mm-hmm. Like, I see that part of it. But then, I no mean, doubt. it is what it is. Like, you can't deny yeah. that cannabis is going to go fed and yeah. that market's just going to continue to blow up everywhere all all over the U.S. So, yeah. I mean, that will be survival of the fittest. You're, mm-hmm. For sure. It's going to eliminate the bullshit from the industry, which I think we all want. Yeah. And it's going to be good quality product, well-branded product. That's part of it. And consistency is key. That's one thing I have to say. As a bud tender, it's the most frustrating thing for patients is when something is not consistent, whether it's a flower strain, which I know is very hard to do, but even just like terpene profile wise, like, you know, Mercine being the top for a nine pound hammer, Mm -hmm. that's pretty basic as a nine pound hammer should be, things like that. Or like edibles, like having the same consistent high, whether it's batch one or it's batch 53 like no matter what it is and so that's one thing that out of straight brands are have tailored and they've because it's consistency it's quality they've been around for years they haven't and a lot of these brands are in multiple states or they've been in one state for multiple years and so they've really tailored down what some Oklahoma brands are still trying to figure out. Now, don't get it twisted because there are some really great local brands that we ride really hard for and that have been on the front of quality and consistency from the beginning. And so it definitely see both sides. But yeah, I, I... I mean, I hear you for sure. Yeah, it's good to talk about it. Yeah, you know, it's, because it's cool it like to, allows people, anyone listening, to like expand your mind. You yeah, know, to, you have to expand your. And mind. you're still supporting local people. Like Wesley is 100 percent from Oklahoma, very local, and it's it's feeding his life. It's feeding no his doubt. house. Like, no it's still going back in into the community. You know, and so it's still supporting local, no matter what. One hundred percent. Yeah. 
So with that being said, what would you say has been like the toughest challenge with being in such a booming industry and like the niche you're in? Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. That is, that's a tough question. Yeah. I mean, cause you can say we, pass. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say pass. It's just how we view challenges in our yeah. organization. I got yeah. it from Tucker. Yeah. Tucker preaches to me included, you know, as his peer partner, a challenge is nothing but an opportunity to get better. That's Word. so cool. Yeah, I love that. That's really. And I mean, that is yeah. like, Tucker reminds me of that. Oh, we got a problem. Perfect. Oh. Hat on and let's go solve it. So it's hard. It's for a good me attitude. Say, it's a great attitude. What's the hardest challenge? I, I mean, there's. You some... don't think like that. Your mm-hmm. mind doesn't go there. So yeah. you know what? You nailed that answer. Yeah, way to go. I'm so and glad shout you out didn't to pass Tucker. It. <laughs> shout out to Tucker. Shout out to Tucker. Shout, shout out, out to teamwork making the dream work. Seriously, teamwork and community and the people. Yeah, that is that is cannabis. Honestly, mm-hmm. I absolutely. Mean, I found new motivation through the people in my life, even the people that have been in my life. You know, mm-hmm. for a while. In the cannabis industry, I was waking up every day motivated by money and my personal aspirations. Yeah. And I don't even think there's anything wrong with that. But, I mean, some days I wake up and I grind hard for Wesley and Molly. You know, some days yeah. I wake up and I grind hard for the nonprofit that I help out with. Yeah, that's cool, though. And I've never been this motivated, yeah. I guess, until I got into this industry. Yeah. You know? Made you feel good about so many areas in your life. No doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. Which Absolutely. is really cool to hear. So, being in the cannabis industry kind of automatically, I feel like makes you a creative when you feel like yourself lacking with creative blocks, what amps you up? A phone call to a friend and a joint. Creativity is also is very, you know, regular in cannabis yes. because you have to be creative by mm-hmm. law almost, you know, mm-hmm. hasn't really, well, it's about to happen here. Laws change all the time. Yeah. You're either going to die or you're going to make a move and a pivot. And it takes a creative mind yeah. to forever evade the law, to ever evade, you know, how people view you, yeah. view your business. You have to stay creative to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it truly is found a friend. Yeah. If I have a roadblock, I'll call Austin, call Tucker, you know, yeah. call some of these out-of-state brands. Mm-hmm. These Weetos folks, they're incredible. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's cool to be able just to like for them to be that far, but they're still considered someone you are going to pick up the phone. No, I mean, I value their opinion. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. And especially in Good a relationship. Of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Fragility? Not fragility, but you know, right. when you're like, when you're feeling some sort of way and you're feeling a creative block, that's really putting yourself out there for somebody to give you inspiration and that's cool that you found people within the cannabis industry fragile to do that with <laughs> fragile that word does not belong right. i know well it's not really fragile but you know what i mean i couldn't think of the word i do though that's funny okay so flipping the script just a little bit we know you've been dating molly for quite some time do you guys consume cannabis together with the toasties we do okay <laughs> molly's never been a uh she likes the cbd tincture yeah no that's okay. great cbd but the I think it's the four to one that she likes. Yeah. That. So yeah. I, when I bring those home, yeah. I have a partner on the couch. Nice. <laughs> that is fun. That, that is definitely fun. new. Do you feel like when, since Molly is less of a consumer or a little lower doser consumer, do you find at any point that it's helped you guys tap a little bit deeper into your relationship? Hmm. Like, cause I know for Nick and I, it's like, we smoke about it. Like anytime, sure. you know, or like, 
if I, like yesterday, I was, I feel my menstrual cycle coming on and I am very agitated and he was getting on my nerves and I wanted to turn around and like <laughs> rip his head off and be like, shut up, <laughs> shut up. But I took a love and it helped open my heart and calm me down. So I know what to do, you know? Sure. So for things like that, even with that little thing, it prevented probably a like a argument or me no saying doubt. something hateful for no reason just because I was feeling a little crazy in the heat of moment. I'm going to have to be more attentive on that. I don't know. Would be the answer to the question. Yeah, that's I've okay. Never paid attention to how we interact pre post toasting. Yeah, well, um, now that's something you're going to pay attention to. So no stay doubt. tuned for round two. Yes, no doubt. We'll that's funny. Sure. So, okay, as an industry leader, what would you say like that you see a lack of personally in hmm. this industry? Everyone has something uh, different. I know. I'm trying to think what this industry is lacking. I mean, it's always education always needs to be there. Yeah. It's always, you're oh. always trying to pick that up. Well, you already gave me the education answer. That is what it, I'm just trying to help jog your mind. You know what though, Brandon, I'm going to, I'm not going to push back the edu- the market needs educating. That's on the consumer side to me though. Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. People need to take ownership of their own cannabis experience if they want the results that they really truly want. They so educating to. yourself. Yes. Yeah. To. You turn on the TV, you see 8,000 pharmaceutical commercials about someone educating mm-hmm. us yeah. about their opioid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's consumer education. People in the game, we know it. Wow. Not everyone, but I mean, yeah. most people that I deal with, they know what pot is, what it does. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, Hey, go get blasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait for weed commercials. I know. I know. Wow. That'll be so fun. That's what the market's lacking, just access, maybe access to education. Yeah. We'll meet in the middle there. Access to education to the consumer because it's such a personal experience Mm -hmm. for everyone. It is. And it's a different experience for everyone. Take advantage. Mm -hmm. Take advantage of what you can learn. Absolutely. Learn for yourself. Try it for yourself. Educator, you know, experience is the number one educator. Yeah. yeah. They got to have access to it. So maybe that's the number one issue or thing yeah. that's lacking is just true access. So what do you hope mm-hmm. to see for the future of the, our industry? I guess that kind of answered that question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, never mind skip, then. Skip, Scratch that. <laughs> so, okay. We ask everyone this question regarding uh, stigmas with cannabis. You know, there's the typical stoner, pothead, all these different things. What's something that you would like to see changed or one of those that like make you roll your eyes and you're like, no, no, no. You know, people view a lot of cannabis operators, company owners as not lacking on the business side, being less smart, less savvy. And I think that's complete bullshit. Yeah. Personally, I would like people to look when I walk into a room, boardroom, you know, anywhere, give me the same respect you give anyone else. Yeah. You know, I got a multi-million dollar company like that guy down the street. Yeah. Yet they look at me very differently. Yeah. Um, I would love, would love to see that change in our yeah. hearts, just how we're viewed professionally because we're still viewed as the pothead. Yeah. Um, and we're not that. Yeah. You know, because I smoke 100%. Pot, I can still go run a company. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah, Period. you can. So. Successfully. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, I think this wraps up today's episode. Wes, would you like to add anything before we hop off here? Yes, I'm going to do a shameless plug to something that's coming down the pipe. Do it. Do I it. mentioned a uh, nonprofit that, you know, motivates me seriously. Shout out Emma Butler and Aww. the Hair Initiative. I love Emma I Butler. Love Emma. <laughs> the girl is a absolute workhorse, by the way. If you guys didn't know that about Emma. She's, I know she's a hard worker. Yeah. She's the bomb.com. But um, I'd like to bring cannabis into a true nonprofit mm-hmm. way. 
mm-hmm. where you know someone could go accept cannabis money openly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have an idea in my head. I think I'm going to call it Benevolent Bakery in 10, 15. I don't know what the percentage is, but really give it out. Yeah. I mean, truly, and be loud about it. Have people on the other end, on the nonprofit side, accept it. I haven't talked to Emma specifically about the Hair Initiative being that nonprofit, uh-huh. but I've where that's what's about to motivate me. Cool, I'm that's awesome. Sure. We got to get through metrics. I want to do yeah. a shameless plug to my brand. I don't have yet, yeah. but it's but coming. It's coming. Oh, that's you're exciting. manifesting it right now, Wes. All it's gonna. Way. It's 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 already here. It's yeah. coming. It's already here. I got oh. recipes. Yeah, it's already here. <laughs> so I got recipes. Watch out for the benevolent bakery coming Hell yeah. Down. Love Stores the name. Yeah. Okay. Let's I'm super excited to hear more about that. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to do a, a round two. Uh, we're going to have to get a round two to get that one. <laughs> for <laughs> sure. We will. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. So thanks so much for being here once again, Wes, and just sharing like your journey with us and what you're yes. up to. It's always a pleasure seeing you. Absolutely. Yes. We are so grateful for you being here and just spreading love and knowledge as always. Dude, thank you for having me on. You guys have been great. Congrats to the both of you. You mentioned you're both personal friends. I feel the same way. And congrats to you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Wes. Thanks. I appreciate action, that. So. I appreciate that. Yeah. Congrats. So, guys, stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always, brands, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at DopeHistory.com.